helped usher me into like getting some tools and fucking doing some stuff. You know what I mean? I just it didn't happen naturally for me, but. I do have a, like a natural technical inclination to things. So I think, at, at not even I think, more in the last probably like five or so years, I've started to accumulate more tools. And when like shit comes around, I'm like, I'm just going to go do that shit. And then it's really an excuse to buy more tools, kind of. But like I enjoy that shit and I get shit done. And my wife's like, oh, look at you. And I'm like, I'm not fucking dumb. I just never did it. I got to teach myself how to fucking do it yeah, by myself. Just don't yeah. be afraid. My well, my philosophy is it's already broken. I can't break it more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you well, <laughs> well you could we sab- you could can't sabotage some things to a point where like, hey man, you shouldn't have fucked with that part. <laughs> like you were you were you were five hundred in. Now you're about a thousand in. some layers back. I'm still lower than the highball price of a HVAC technician that would come in. So, but I know the the Fox household. Uh, I'm oh Alan Fox. He he he. He got his hands dirty so, often. First of all, I was gonna. What I, <clears throat> I wanted to add on to what Alan said uh, is that w- with the advent of YouTube, I mean, you could almost convince yourself that you're yeah. fucking Bob Vila. You're like, yeah. bro, I'm Norm Abram. Look at me. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna build a koi pond in my backyard mm-hmm. with with running water and fresh, you know, fresh fresh bait for the koi and i'm gonna put a put a net so the crows can't fucking feed on them and you're gonna fuck it all up and your backyard's gonna flood and all this other shit but uh no alan fox uh was handy up until a a certain point and i mean like very like you know he, he knew his way around the toolbox but here's the thing after he passed away it took my mom about a year to a year and a half to get the house fully situated. And that's not just his stuff. That was mine and my brother's stuff from our childhood. And she finally told us, she was like, yep, I got it all situated. I'm not throwing anything out. You can come up and you can, you can take what you want. You can sell what you want. You can leave what you want. I don't care, but I'm just letting you know that I, I, I have spent my time getting this house somewhat acclimated to being a widow. And she had mentioned that over the course of like decades, my dad accumulated something like 40 fucking hammers and 60 nice. Phillips head <laughs> screwdrivers. And just like, hammers. just lost, lost, thought he lost a hammer, went and bought another one. Wow. Thought he lost, uh, you know, a, a, something else and went and bought another one. She's like, Jesus fucking Christ. I just, she's like, he could probably build 15 beginner tool sets with what we had around the house. That's what you should do. You should, you should. You should. You should. We should go get really tanked in your mom's front yard, uh-huh. and we'll set up little like like wooden toolboxes, like kid starter toolboxes, and the kids in Perryville come by and be like, "Go tell your parents, give us ten bucks, and you got yourself a hammer, a screwdriver, and whatever this thing is." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> And miscellaneous. <laughs> <laughs> miscellaneous tool. It may be for testing the air filter in an HVAC system. It may just be a part that didn't fit back on when he was done. <laughs> you it's, just a, it's just a door hinge. <laughs> Random shit. Bull, bull nose nippers for removing nails that they don't even sell anymore. So if your parents' house was built before the 1940s, you might be in business. You, you, you need business. one of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. I actually, like. I replaced a. It's called a thermocouple on a hot water heater. Are you familiar mm. with that that part? I did that by myself uh, under the direction. And by direction, I mean my landlord asked me to do it. 
and he said only if I felt comfortable doing it. And I watched this YouTube video probably 45 fucking times. The only thing about it is I didn't realize that the, I don't know if it's lead, but there is a metal, a thin metal pipe that comes with these things that, that that's malleable that you can kind of like bend it around, but <clears throat> you're supposed to buy the correct size for the correct like size of water heater. Well, I didn't do that. So I had like six extra inches of, of fucking this metal kind of small malleable metal pipe. I just wound it back up in there and threw it in there. Hey. Just tucked it in the door, shut the door. So, yeah, it works, works for me. There you go. Did it yeah. work? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It then did. There you go. That's a it, victory. At that's least as long as I was renting that house afterwards. That's, Don't know. That's, that's all you need. The shadiest thing I've ever done in my life. And I can't believe I'm admitting this, but the, uh, the guy who was selling my townhouse, the, the air conditioning unit was like leaking Freon somehow. Like they had, they had, they had recharged it, and a week later, it wasn't working again. This guy calls me up, and he's trying. Remember, he's trying to sell my house. He's got, a, he's got the inspector coming. He's like, "Listen, I'm HVAC certified, so I'm gonna do this, and I'll just take it out of my cut. But I got a buyer coming. I'm gonna put Freon in your tank, like an hour." Before the inspector gets there, I guarantee it's going to blow cold. He's going to put that heat gun up there. It's going to be perfect. Lo and behold, it was. By the time we sold the house, it was not blowing cold air in the Jesus. middle of summer. <laughs> this is the house you sold down at Slower Lower? Yeah. Wow. You need yeah. If any, I, Someone's cursing your name to this day. If I ever find that prick, if I ever find that prick, yeah. that, might be, that might be a crime. It might yeah. be, and they're probably, and, and whomever that, whomever's cursing me is like, ooh, winter's right around the corner. Let's break his HVAC system right before he gets home from Disney. Now that you got me, you got my, my wheels turning, uh, I'm wearing, as I wear this Frostburg State. Criminal activity? <laughs> no, it has to do with Freon, as I wear this Frostburg State University Bobcat shirt oh, like after a, um, an after party. Uh, we used to on occasion just break stuff. Mm -hmm. So everyone would get kicked out. Most most people, uh, you know, you'd have a handful of your close friends, uh, some maybe ladies. some maybe some lady that you were hollering at for the evening, or yeah. ladies that just were just like, dancing. Hey, you want to see us throw stuff off the third floor? Yeah. Hey, we got <laughs> we got this entire cubby hole in this basement of stuff that belonged. <laughs> To previous tenants that we don't use that we're gonna smash. We're gonna I, know, I know this is gonna get your loins on fire and you're gonna want to <laughs> sleep with me afterwards. Uh, but yeah, someone took a window unit that may have last saw the light of day in the '70s and smashed it onto. I, I say the dance floor. It was like, let's be honest, it was a concrete slab. And, uh, <laughs> the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you mean the flat the flat area uh, the just, fact that that word even came out of your mouth <laughs> in reference to that <laughs> and when you define flat mer i guarantee if you put a level on this thing okay, uh, but, but <laughs> it was solid yeah it was yes you're absolutely right uh but anyway someone smashed it in a little stream of air sort of like kind of almost like a fog machine worth of freon oh, and yeah. an unnamed person that alan and i both know was like yeah got on his hands and knees and went <sighs> and all of us like wow i like the party man but that uh <laughs> that, <was fucking> hard. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't me <laughs> wow that's fascinating because I don't know if that gets you high. I think it only makes you feel a sensation because it's freezing like the bronchial tubes in your lungs. 
I think it's freezing parts of your brain while you're while you're at it forever. But <laughs> I'm not a neurologist, nor am I HVA certified, so yeah. can't answer either one of these questions. I'm fairly certain it's really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just in a very similar. I just remember in my early 20s being at the bar, and some guys like, "Hey, I bought some pills off a guy in the bathroom. You want some?" Like, no, I no, I don't. Like, what are they? He's like. Nope. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in 30 minutes. And just starts popping them in his mouth. And I'm like, dude, like, isn't the alcohol we're buying good enough? The bravery. Doesn't even know what they, like, he couldn't even, you could have said Xanax. You know, I think they're Xanax. That's what he told me. He told you, I don't know. He just said drugs. Like, Miscellaneous. Hey, you, want a, you want a handful of pills? I've yeah. got, literally, I've got some pills. Do you want some? <laughs> no. What are they? I don't know. We'll find out. No, you'll find out. Well, not me. Yeah. Not interested. And then uh, a week later, he was huffing Freon in a random basement. Not <laughs> Tearing it up on the dance floor, baby. <laughs> he was. Yeah, yeah. He was doing doing the chicken dance, doing uh, <clears throat> doing the Cuban shuffle. Yeah. I, I, I think that was a seizure, Wes. That was a Yeah, you're right. He was having a stroke seizure. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Middle class holes, everyone. Murr, Allen, and Fox, man, thank you all for joining us on this festive. Christ, it got cold. it got folly quick, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It, yeah, hence the conversation. That's right. <laughs> I was talking to, to, to a coworker, and I just said, like, eh, you, you, the Mid Atlantic, man, we can we can only enjoy these fucking things. You're supposed to enjoy spring. You're supposed to enjoy fall. This is supposed to be a time where, yeah, you know, I get to wear some jeans and a t-shirt, maybe like a little zip up something and it, it, it almost butchers you it's cold as fuck when you go to work in the morning and by the time two o'clock rolls around the jacket you had on it got you sweating yeah where's the medium median anything i got a strip in the back of a mail truck how do you think i feel i'm mm. like i go to work in pants and a jacket and by the afternoon i've lost the jacket and it's like oh oh my underwear is getting a little sweaty <laughs> and i take a pair of shorts with me and i change them up right in the back i feel what? like today was a really bad one honestly like I have, it's been like kind of up and down. It's been, but like, I guess maybe like the morning hadn't been quite cold enough for me to like up it a, a level yet. But like this morning, it was like I was chilly. It was you forty-two. It was forty-two yeah. this morning, yeah, and then it got up to it. sixty-seven. Yeah, and so I put on like a little quarter zip. You know, nothing crazy, but like it was like eleven thirty, and I was like, oh my god, I'm dying. It's so hot outside. Like, yeah, I was yeah. That, I was furious. It was like I wore it for like three hours. It's like, is been... anybody fooled by the you know Mr. Machismo who walks around with shorts all year long? Is anybody fooled by that? Like, well, is that is that a thing? Well, I was gonna say like when uh, Wes said he like you know use jeans and a t-shirt. I'm kind of the opposite guy. I am the fucking like I will wear shorts as long as humanly possible. But yeah. like my legs don't really get that cool. It's my, my upper body. You could get someone, you know, who grew up in like Rochester, New York or something like that. Someone who's who's acclimated and this is like kind of, you know, this is tiddlywinks. Plus, we don't really have, we haven't had a cold, cold winter in a while, I don't think, that I can remember. We didn't. Cold we, we, weeks. Yeah. I mean, it didn't snow yeah, once, though. There. Like, I wear pants predominantly. I'm not saying like I wear shorts all winter, but like now is one of those times where I'm like, nah, still shorts. I just remember when when that what was that that cyclone bomb or whatever the fuck it was like two or three years ago. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Uh, the I know what you're talking about. Is they called it something crazy? It was yeah, like a cyclone like a cyclone bomb, cyclone or something. Yeah, or like yeah, I got it. Was, 
It was like, dude, it was like 12 degrees and windy for like three weeks. And I just remember being like outside like, this is how people die. No one, they don't care. They're just sending me out here. I'm going to die. I'm wearing, I was, I remember I was wearing a pair of Under Armour, like leggings, right? With long johns over top of them with like winter thick pants over top of them. And I was still fucking cold as shit. That's ridiculous. That's how, that's just like human beings weren't meant to do like, I don't know. Eskimos evolved, you know, they have the the polar vortex. That's what that shit was. Ah, okay. Yeah. It took me so long to get that through into the brain. Uh, yeah, you know, I also think, like, I mean, yeah, it was cold as fuck. I agree with you. I was not pleased. Uh, but, like, what, what did it get down to, like, fucking 10? You know what I mean? Maybe a little less. with the, Like, maybe maybe it got to zero to negative five with the wind chill. And people in, like, Minnesota are like, ha, fucking shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're wearing, <laughs> like, like, freshly skinned geese on their backs, you know? Like. <laughs> Freshly there's still, there's still a fur tra- an active fur trade in those states. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha, yeah, that's a good point. They still they, they they turned a blind eye to uh to 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 things down here we consider PC like, "Oh, you're going to wear that uh you're going to wear that fox that fox uh, uh jacket?" Yeah, you bet. It's got fox liner with intestines. I do. I love watching those fucking. Uh, I love watching anything on like the National Geographic or anything like or Discovery that's like Arctic. Like any of those motherfuckers living like above the Arctic Circle in Alaska, they find beavers and those pelts are like fucking gold. They're like, oh yeah, you know, what? I'm turning this shit into some moccasins, motherfucker, walking around. <laughs> like, like they, you know, watching an episode with one of those motherfuckers gets a beaver pelt. It's it, it looks like it's the most satisfying thing that's ever happened to a man. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the most incredible thing. Oh, men love beaver, that's for sure. <laughs> Honey, I got one for the left foot. Woo! Get <laughs> skin it. Oh, Hilarious. Uh, we're going to get to a segment we haven't gotten to in a hot minute. It's called Friend or Foe, and it's about a woman in Virginia who, uh, well, mer. Tell us, tell us what the hell happened. Well, you know, the pharmaceutical industry has been in the news uh, quite a lot over the last several years, and there's a doctor who had a very interesting prescription for his patient. Uh, unfortunately, this story reads like a romance novel, but I'll give it to you anyway. Robin Sipes' eyes filled with tears as soon as her doctor entered the examining room. Quote, My cat had recently died, and I was feeling really sad and depressed, Stipe said. She said her pulmonary allergist, blah, 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 15 years, blah, 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 blah. She was depressed. Her cat died. So his prescription was a cat. He prescribed a cat. He literally wrote down, go get you a cat. You're sad. You need companionship. I'm not going to give you any kind of psychoactive medication to cure this depression. Your depression is you're lonely. Go get a companion. Go get a cat. So my friend or foe is this. Do we need more doctoring in this country or do we need to rely on these drugs? Is this a, um, a, a good precedent to set for a doctor to find a whimsical, creative way to treat their patients as individuals? Or should we continue with our um, medical technologies? Wes? Well, no, I, I was going to say uh, because Alan, being the middle class holes cat lover, I'm going to get my popcorn and I'm going to listen in. <laughs> okay. Now, just remember, the prescription could be could be parrot. 
The prescription could be dog. The prescription could be uh, deep dish Chicago style pizza in front of a marathon of 1980s MacGyver. You know, these could be prescriptions that are handed out by a medical professional. And I'm wondering, are you friend of these types of uh, new age prescriptions or foe? No, the pharmaceutical companies spend a lot of time, money, effort, research and manpower to develop things that actually help the human condition. So friend or foe, Alan. Uh, so, <laughs> bless you, Liz. So, friend, fucking, so, like, let's take it serious for a second. A friend, the concept. Like, I, I am not, I am not, I never have been, like, I am a proponent of Western medicine, but I'm also a proponent of shit like this and treating humans like humans and being like, listen, lady, just go get yourself a new fucking cat. You know? Now, as a personal aside... If a cat is the pet that you choose to bring yourself happiness, you should just blow your brains out anyway because they're fucking terrible companions. But that's neither here nor there. Do I think (laughs) prescribing a pet is valid from a doctor? Sure. My biggest question is, do you take it to CVS and see if they fill it? (laughs) 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 Will will insurance cover the uh, the cat? That's a good point. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. but I feel like a cat would probably be. Well, then you got to do the food and all that. Does it, if a doctor prescribes a cat, is insurance then have to cover uh, your meow mix? Yeah, I would say so. Well, it might but be a stretch, filled, but you got to get it filled in a giant, child safe, fucking <laughs> container from yeah. CBS. You can't go yeah. get it anywhere else. You can't go to Costco and get fucking meow mix. You got to get prescription meow mix. Yeah, and this thing in the in the container is like fucking carnival size. I well, mean, this is like two hand. They they're hugging cart. this thing out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's you need a cart, right? And you need a pair like a, a pair of vice grips that only a father that would fill the house with like six or seven of them. You just like crank that fucker out. Yeah. Now, I did. Yeah, I did want to say this. Yeah, like Mur- nice <laughs> you, Mur, you had you had relayed a few alternative you said it's not necessarily prescribing the cat it's prescribing this or that or this and for this instance the example is a cat but you had mentioned what chicago deep dish with macgyver reruns uh the, the doctor had treated her previously for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease so if he was prescribing <laughs> chicago deep dish while watching <laughs> macgyver reruns he might lose his license but yeah i don't know like i mean i'm friending the idea of, listen, lady, I'm not giving you fucking Xanax. That way you can sell it at bathroom bars, or bars <laughs> and bathrooms. Tell people, I don't know what this is, to, to, to make a little bit of money. <laughs> or whatever. What, what, what was the, it was Zoloft, the big one in like the late 90s? Yeah, with the little, roll, with the little rolling cartoon rock. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like doctors were like, doc, I don't feel good. Zoloft. All off, all off, all off. Um, obviously, but, but 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 did he write a prescription? Can he just say go down to the fucking pound or whatever Paul's or uh, animal sanction rescue or something? And, and get, I don't need to write RXA. Doctor King says yeah. meow meow. Get a pussy. <laughs> Yum yums. Yeah, but, but but then but then you don't get a whimsical write up in the uh, the new six online edition. You know. Yeah, you're right. So, this this is very uh, anchormanish. Like, and the doctor wrote her a prescription for a cat. <laughs> is it that wonderful? Isn't that amazing? I wonder what she'll name him. 
<laughs> Maybe she'll name him King after the doctor. If you ask me, that man should be king of the world. <laughs> Alan? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I am a, I'm a huge fan of this because, again, my experience having gone to the doctor for an ailment, you know, the guy, if he had just listened to what I had told him about my situation... I probably would not have gotten an MRI and had a colonoscopy at fucking 40 years old. I pay, you know, I wouldn't have had to pay thousands of dollars out of pocket because I wasn't old enough to be that sick for some reason, according to the medical industry. You know, if he had just listened, and I feel like if we need more individual healthcare like this, like that's literally called doctoring. What that guy yeah. did. Hey, he's he's a you screwed it up. I had it beforehand. He's a he's a pulmonologist, right? And that is. Is is that is it's heart right? Lungs and stuff. No, that too. I think it's like, yeah, it's circulatory. Or, but um, uh, he talked in here about like the the, the neglect of mental health. So mm -hmm. you just talk about like, yeah, my my specialty isn't mental health, but I'm a doctor. Here you go, I'm doctoring. Yeah, right. I'm this, doctoring this is, this is 2023. We're we're, we're 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 focusing on mental health. Like this is it's a great example well i mean they you know the whole like broken hearts are real like they're it it is it, a lot of it's psychosomatic like you're like the physical parts of your body start breaking down because you're mentally fucked you're fucked mentally so go do something to unfuck yourself mentally you need and sometimes you need doctors to trick your patients you need to trick them i remember um i don't even know what this was it was like an episode of like i don't know like ncis or some shit like that and they were investigating a doctor for fraud and it's like, you've been charging this woman $100 a month for sugar pills. And he's like, yeah. Well, why would you do that? That's a placebo. Well, why would you charge her so much? Because if I charged her any less, she wouldn't believe they worked. I was like, oh, fuck. Ooh, look at that little wrinkle. Like, you got to trick them. You got to trick them sometimes. And sometimes you don't got to trick people. Sometimes you just got to say, you know what you need? Uh, Zoloft? No, you need a fucking cat. <laughs> Yeah. You're sad. You're lonely. You can't fix that with medication. You can fix that with something real life and tangible that you can fucking pet and stroke and feed. It needs you. You're needed. Now you're okay, right? Yep, I'm okay. Now right, get the fuck out of my office. Those sound like the descriptions of a dog and not a cat. <laughs> I do agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with you, Alan. But this right. lady's a crazy cat woman who believes a cat will save her life. Would you, would you take a parrot over a cat? Yeah, absolutely. Fucking Are you really? kidding? What? Mm. Yeah, these things are it's loud. They live so fucking long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do live forever. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, we almost brought one back from Nicaragua once. Oh, really? Ooh, you yeah. stuff it in your carry-on? No, you got to fucking that bitch got to go through like sixty-day quarantine in Miami and shit. That's there's a whole thing. They got they got they to X-ray it for like baggies of cocaine. Yeah. But you <laughs> could just buy one at like the flea market. Like, you right. just go get one. Like that, it's like twenty fucking bucks. Like, yeah, there was there fucking... was actually at the uh, uh, at the pet store at the Christiana Mall, which was the, the the nearby one of the nearby malls that we went to when we were growing up. They uh, the front end had parrots, and my parents uh, caught me saying "fuck you" to it once to try to get it to say it back. <laughs> <laughs> say "fuck you," <laughs> he's gonna do it. <laughs> Dude, there, there's a, um, there's a house I deliver to, and they've got, I guess they're parakeets or something. And every time you walk up there, now they don't say like intruder or anything like that, but they give a squawk. And all I can remember, you know, like like the drug, the drug pigeons, 
that'll mm. like do flips when people come into like like they're flying in the air and they'll do flips if somebody's coming to the door. Yeah, these parrots are straight up fucking. They're they're drug parakeets. They're 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 lookouts, man. You can wow. hear them change their tones. It's pretty awesome. So wh- where are we on the? What is covered by insurance? Because I think it's just the cost, the cat, and the shots. But you guys were talking about fucking six months worth of meow mix and, and I don't know, the neuterines and all this other shit. Well, I think if the doctor – okay, I think that this is one of those spots where, yeah, I think the real friend or foe should be like if a doctor prescribes a, a parrot just to save Alan some <laughs> – <laughs> some blood pressure medication. Sure, I can set it aside. <laughs> um, I think that if a doctor prescribes something like that and says this is a medically beneficial treatment for this individual, and I would like, you know, I you, you don't have to go overboard. Like, I don't know, like a, I don't know, like a, a, a sifter of, I don't know, kitty litter. I don't know, like a box of kitty litter a month, a box of like wet food a month should be covered by insurance as part of the prescription. Mm-hmm. Uh. Make it make it kind of like uh, food stamps. Like we'll get you the shit, but if you want that top of the line Purina fresh salmon, that's on your fucking dime. Yeah, because we the all, doctor's we, saying this is the medical care you need to save your life or make you better. Therefore, the insurance should, and the insurance companies aren't going to do it. You know they're not. There's no fucking way. This is all fucking <laughs> hypothetical bullshit. And the insurance, there's going to be some insurance adjuster out there just like, <laughs> what code should I put in for that? F you, because it ain't happening. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> meow. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you get a hundred Zoloft for like five bucks. Yeah, take mm. that. Yeah, yeah. What would you? Okay, what would you? What would be? If you were your own doctor, what makes you better? What makes me better? Yeah, like, like if I was overall improves my happiness and well being. Yes, 100%. Like, you are prescribed, you have to go do this. Like, this is the thing that you must do, and you don't have a choice. Can I print money? That'd be sweet. That'd be <laughs> just mad. That's it. That's about it. Fucking mm. done. Problem solved. Like, like, catch me if you can. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can I just write bad checks? <laughs> be a fake pilot for Pan Am? I would be. Can I be a pilot for Pan Am? That'd be fantastic. I mean, I was going to say, like, your prescription is, Mr. Murr, uh, you have to sit on the couch in your underwear with the heat set to 74 degrees. You got to drink this entire six pack and catch an entire Baltimore Orioles game. Oh, that's oh. solid. I, I could reel it in. I'd probably, like, I got to play, like, fucking, like, three rounds of golf a week. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I was thinking that, but I know sometimes when I'm stinking it up, uh, it's not therapy. Nope, just got power through, bud. Just got power through. It's the opposite. It's what sends me to therapy. Just go buy a couple more balls. Yeah. Just power through. Here's what I, I said the other day. I was like, you know, I, I, of all the trinkets and tools and, and aids that you could, you know, like swing aids or whatever you could find in golf, I need one of those men in black memory erasers. Oh, you are in a fabulous golfer and a romantic, and you're a swell guy. All right, get out there and hit them high. Let's go. <laughs> Would you – okay, you know how they have all the gadget clubs and things out there? Like, you know, like – Fucking beer. God damn it. Spilled everywhere. What the fuck? I don't want to drink beer. All right, Wesley, I'm going to write you a prescription. <laughs> um, With all the gadget clubs and things like that, like, okay, Roddy Dangerfield's character from Caddyshack. Uh-huh. 
could you live with yourself if like that was your golf bag? Like with all the gadgets and the gimmicks and shit. Yeah, like he's got like the putter with like the he's got like the the, the targeting fucking like strategy on there and like yeah like sonar from a fucking submarine yeah, yeah. I, I, no, no no I mean I, I think it like, I, I've definitely played with like some randos from like that got like you know those like cheating ass wedges fucking west pu- it's a it's a putting wedge I always I was taught so it's a putter that's ha- it's like at ten degrees of loft so basically you can just if you're in just off the green in high grass, you can putt with it. I always referred to it as a Texas wedge, but like in the layperson's terms, it's called a putting wedge, and it's highly illegal. They're fucking stupid. They're they're yeah. and yes, I've played with people that I always make a point to say, you know, that's an illegal club. Like I don't give a fuck. I mean, <laughs> so, I, mean I, I don't. I don't care. care if you use it because we're not playing for money. But like that, that's fucking cheating. Like I don't care enough to say it, but I'll <laughs> I'll look at you. I'll look. I'll yeah. I'll like. I'll shoot you some sass. Yeah. Be like, come on, man. Like if if someone has, if someone now is still using a belly putter, I don't give a shit. No. Because they're illegal. You can't, it can't touch your, it can't. Really? Okay. You have to have your thumb over the end of it and it can't like, because basically it it creates like a balance to where you can create a pendulum. You can't anchor it against anything. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, at our level of golf, like that's just ridiculous. You'd be like, "Hey, man, you can't use that." But that fucking club, man, that thing is like—I don't know—it's like playing with a joker in in twenty-one. It's so stupid. Yeah, no, it that one it does get me. Maybe like I don't know. I don't. I, I like to think I have a decent wedge game. You got decent wedge game. Like, yeah, just fucking learn how to not have hands of fucking stone you piece of garbage like so why are you using yeah. this thing uh, i don't know that's the only one that really grinds my gears everything else i don't really care yeah doesn't doesn't he have a driver where he doesn't have to swing it's just like like there is like, one uh it's like a well, piston that... i think i think actually bergen used it at like a networking golf thing that we were at once but like yeah it's just a it's like a driver head but it's like spring-loaded and you just fucking <laughs> You like line up and you just press a button and it just <laughs> shoots that fucker out two fifty straight. I was at one. Uh, I was at one the other day, and the engineering uh, firm had a straight up fucking like air, air fucking gun. Like I just you put a golf ball in and just <laughs> just fly it down the fucking fairway. It was sweet. <laughs> it was very cool. Yeah. So to answer your question, I, I don't think I could live with myself if. Uh... <laughs> If we're fucking no, we using the Rodney, the, whatever Rodney Dangerfield's character's name is in Caddyshack, yeah. No, we, uh, no. All right. So we're all we're all friending the. I think so. The 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 alternative depression type thing. I mean, this not necessarily the cat, but the alternative to feeding prescription drugs down okay. people's throats to, to to feel better. Stop. I think. It, stop giving people things with eight hundred fucking side effects, and that you tell me. That I shouldn't take if I'm allergic to it, which how would I even fucking know that unless I took it already? Like, and give people cats, I guess. Fuck it. <laughs> not, not just to give I think actually what we're all friending is, is like, you know, a actual personal physician, you know, that mm-hmm. actually knows who the fuck we are and not just like, next, because that's where I am. Like, the I have really good insurance that can only be used at really corporate medical facilities mm-hmm. and you're a you're a dime a dozen they don't know who you are they forgot they saw you last time 
they don't they don't know your name. They know you nothing have to about go to you. One of those doctor malls. No, I mean I go to a real like, like well Christiana Care. It's like a yeah. you know it's a huge conglomerate of hospitals yeah. in the region. Yeah. But because it's so big, they don't know who the fuck you are. Reasonable. No, I mean like, I feel like you can get doctors like so that's like a medical system like and like most places so like i feel like you can get a consistent doctoral care if you like find the right office and find your guy and like stick to it you know what i'm saying i'm talking more like a particular brand of health insurance that people end up getting and they have like single compounds that have fucking like literally everything Mm -hmm. like even even the accounting is there like you get a bill on the way out you know what i'm saying (laughs) like that kind of a joint because those places are wild and not great. <laughs> Here, you're you're going to have to pay for the cat food. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. In fact, I knew it. But that is your friend or foe. All right. Let's f- friend or foe and get into Fun Fact Friday because that's alliteration. And I'm really smart. And I know my onomatopoeias from my, uh, from my something else in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yep. What? What is, what is alliter- what's alliterative to alliteration? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Wait, what? The world might blow up here in a second. I don't know. <laughs> Knock right. it off. Knock it let's, off. Well, let's find some real facts so we can actually consume. Let's get to your mental flaws. Amazing facts. Brought to you, of course, by our brand new friend over on Instagram, Cuckster, the number four, laugh. Go find Cuckster for life if you'd like to see the sad ramblings of a man justifying his cuckatry. Is that a mm. is that a term you would use, Wes? That's not alliteration, but I think you can you can you can we- weasel that way into uh, the corner of a Motel Six outside of BWI. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, join the Cuck- join the us for our cuckatry. Cuckster is uh, whimsical yet sad. So if you'd like to see a whimsically sad man in front of a radiator speaking about his wife taking on multiple men at multiple times, find the Cuckster for laugh on Instagram. Let's get to it. Your fun fact Friday. Did you know on October 13th, 2021, at the age of 90, Star Trek icon William Shatter became the oldest person to enter space when he headed into the final frontier aboard Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin space vehicle. I, f- I feel like we talked about this. We talked about like it when was... it happened because this is only 2021. Yeah, so like yeah, two years, it was like ago. two years ago. I kind of feel like I remember that. And I think I said, did he get near Uranus? And you're like, God damn it, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> you got to ruin it. I, I just remember, uh, what's this? Uh, oh, my. Uh, George Takai calling him like a, a fat little hamster or something like that. This is ringing a bell. Yeah. And then Alan commented on how good your uh, your George Takai yep. impersonation was. Which, yeah. yeah fantastic. Actually. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, he said on uh Howard Stern uh during an interview and then that went viral and that has become like his second career just saying two fucking words for the yeah. rest of his life and being bitter at William Shatner for going into space for many other reasons. Stern Stern used to get him on for about a week out of a year. Uh, for for more than a decade because they, they they were buddies and he used to kind of enjoy Takai's take on things just kind of the new idea new new you know new opinion someone fresh someone saying oh my after already made a fucking dick and fart joke um, 
But I will say, you said 90, right? Yeah, yeah, 90 years that's, old. I do want, I mean, first of all, that's just, you know, probably for a generation before us of people who grew up with Shatner. And I know we kind of did, but let's be honest. The, the, the real people that grew up with him was, was the television show. That was the... You know, the start of it. But yeah, 90 entering space. I mean, these are a lot of people are like, damn, damn, oh, shit. Okay. Well, okay, I, mean, I feel better about this. It's two things. I mean, Captain Kirk definitely got that entire generation interested in space, travel, and all that. So, you know, an, an, an American icon who helped advance that notion in people's, like, engineering minds any which way. And then also kind of to prove, like, hey, it's pretty fucking safe if we can put a 90-year-old man up here. Hmm. You know, uh, anybody else? If you can ride a roller coaster, you can you can come to space for two hundred thousand dollars a pop. <laughs> and you know what's coming up next? Uh, deep sea expeditions oh, to the God. Titanic. I that's mean, that's right. that's the next for the old folks. God, I made a Titanic joke at work, and I felt real bad about it yesterday. <laughs> it was not in good taste. But did you know? The New York Yankees won their first World Series in 1923 during the original Yankee Stadium's inaugural year. 86 years later, on November 4th, 2009, they won their 27th title in the first year playing at the new Yankee Stadium, which is located across the street from the site of the original ballpark. You know goddamn well I knew that. I know. I you know goddamn well I knew that. Do you know why they decided to uh, to move to in, in- build their own stadium obviously because they had like a certain amount of wealth and they had a guy named babe ruth who on their team was you know killing it but you know why, why they got they were at the polo grounds mm. no yeah. i'm just continued to tell your story because okay. i don't know any so of this shit. the new york giants played in the polo grounds and they were uh the yankees were tenants okay the, the giants owned the polo grounds and it got to a point where they uh the yankees were selling more tickets so the owner of the giants was like you got to get the fuck out of here I don't give a shit. So the Yankees are like, all right, fuck you. We're taking it across the East River into the Bronx and voila. Biggity boom. Alan, did you ever go to old Yankee Stadium? I did not, unfortunately. I never got I mean, thanks to Wes and the boys, I did get to take a trip up there. And even though I hate the Yankees with all the passion of my soul, um, I, you know, and I'm nostalgic for old buildings and things like that. And I was like, man, they can't tear this fucking thing down. And I got in there and there's like a 45 degree fucking, uh, walkway, <laughs> like to get to your seats. No handrails, <laughs> no, no handrails. Your calves are burning three steps in. Uh, yeah. there is zero. There's like to wait in line for a hot dog. It's only three people deep. And then it has to go to an immediate, like right angle. And yeah. the whole... And then uh, the troughs are made of copper, and I'm like, they should have burned this fucker <laughs> eons ago. I I will swing the wrecking ball for you. Fuck this place. It's so steep up there. It's like old Memorial Stadium. Like you think if you if you lean forward, you're you're tumbling. You're going to be in the outfield. Yeah. That yeah. place needed to go. Yeah, old as fuck. Yep, well, that's what happens. Here's another good uh, did you know with this, and this a lot of people didn't don't know this. If you look back at uh, certain player accolades, mainly, and what I'm going to tell you is MVP, there was a time if you won league MVP, you couldn't win it again. It was most of Babe Ruth's career. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine that? Like, hey, you won it once. We got to give everyone a participation trophy. We don't care if you hit 60 home runs four years later. Doesn't matter. That's wild. 
Yeah. They, that is wild. They pulled it, I think it was like the early 40s. I can't remember exactly when it was. Sometime yeah, late 30s, early 40s, I think so will give you my guess. But yeah. I just uh, I just randomly looked up like aerial views of the polo grounds. It's kind of fucking wild. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was, I mean, it was made huge. for polo. Yeah. It was like 280 down the left field line and 265 down the right field line. Yeah. And then immediately just jarred it out. Yep. If you look, there's an aerial view of the, how close it was to old Yankee. I mean, you could you could walk across. I, I don't know what bridge that is. Uh, but what what so what bridge bridges uh Harlem with uh with the Bronx, but you get there. Some fun some stupid bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one of them is I don't know. I just hate fucking everything New York. I know. Stupid bridges <laughs> and stupid boroughs. Except the deep dish pizza. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. They get us murdered. Did you know? On October 16th, 1793, Marie Antoinette stepped on her executioner's foot on the way to the guillotine. Her last words were said to be, Monsieur, je vous demande pardon. And then other French words that I can't pronounce as well as that. Or, pardon me, Monsieur, I did not mean to do that on purpose. So she apologized for stepping on the guy who was getting ready to lop her head off his foot on her way to the gallows, basically. Do you think she meant it? Do you think she meant I didn't mean to do that? Yeah, pretty. I, I think she did. Uh, she seemed like a rather naive young lass. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like, I think she said it, you know, kind of sarcastically. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. That's a lot of <laughs> syllables for sarcastic, man. Like, like if I was going to be sarcastic, like, yeah, my bad. Or yeah. fuck you. You know, potato, potato. I don't know. I can't, can't tell you, man. Don't know. I mean, I just, I just feel as though, if you know you're gonna get, uh, you know, decapitated, you can be a little sarcastic to the to the person, the decapitator. Yeah, yeah, but I think somebody like that was so prim and proper, like the way she was raised, and I, she, I, I, I can't imagine she was that old. I don't know how old exactly Marie Antoinette was when she went to, dude, to fucking go to the guillotine. Like you're gonna, mm. we're gonna fuck it, jeez, man. There was, I'm sure they sharpened it up for her. Maybe they did her that courtesy. But there's tales of like them having to drop that fucker like five to seven times. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. That's for like, that's for like you know, the fucking beggar, who like. Yeah, you know. That's what I'm saying. I they probably sharpened it up for her a little bit. Yeah, she got the good one. They had they had multiple. They didn't just have one. She got they had, like the, a royal the, one and like the yeah. fresh Ginzu, the fresh. Uh, yeah. You know the one that the that the, the person who's doing door to door sales cuts the human bone in front of you. One, like they replaced the blade like every time. Gotcha. And then, like the other ones, like a blade's not even replaceable. They just fucking, they just figure it out. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, have you had your t- have you had your tetanus shot lately? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, uh, the last guillotine was like 1979. No, I'm sorry, 1977. There you go. Oh, yeah, September tenth, nineteen seventy seven was the last time they dropped a fucking steel blade from ten feet yeah. up to chop some motherfucker's head off. Yeah, man. Like, dude, you ain't that far removed from a lot of wild shit if you think yeah. about it. Like Where was this? France. Oh. You know the Frenchies love lopping heads off. Come on. <laughs> I mean it could have been I don't know, Mongolia or she something. She was like that. uh she was thirty seven. Okay. All right. In the in the seventeen hundreds. What uh 
What, how, what, did, what did they do to Mussolini? Didn't they oh. just? <laughs> they hung him and let him. They just, they just walk, they, Hold on, pause. Yeah. Google yeah. it. Uh, Mussolini's oh. death? <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think they just tied him to a post and let people just, like, punch him. <laughs> yeah, so they definitely fucking, uh, they, they definitely fucking, like, dragged him about town. I think they shot him, and then they dragged him about town, and then they fucking hung his body, like, upside down. Yeah, and, and then like he just, town, like, pin, like pin a town, In, like, a town square. Yeah. So there's <laughs> several convicting f- uh, versions of theories of how Mussolini and, uh, was it, uh, Patisi, I don't, I don't know, is that his, like, his general or something? Yeah, it was uh, a died of, before it was a after the war. Boys. Yeah. Uh, seems the components remains. Yeah. I, I, I thought that they, I didn't realize I thought they they he died not pre, but in front of people in a town square. I thought they hung him. Oh then... yeah, they hung him. Like you you look at the picture. I'm looking at the picture right now. I think they Ooh. hung him and then basically pinata his ass. Like they like <laughs> like everybody got to take a punch, everybody got to hit him with a stick. I think they threw tomatoes at his body for a while. Yeah, because wow. the Italians threw tomatoes at everything. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Um Dude, you know you know how uh, Gaddafi, you know how like the final blow, you know what killed him? Yeah, a they, plum tomato. <laughs> they took turns putting a fucking knife in his ass. Oh, in his yeah. butt, in his yeah. butthole. Oh, yeah. that's rude. Yeah, not, and, not not the fat like meaty part, but the actual. Yeah, they went right for the pucker, man. Yeah, I was like, what are they just the cheeks? God, it took forever. <laughs> Like, how long does it take to bleed out from ass cheek wounds? You do you do a lot of squats, you bastard. <laughs> Tough and, meat. and there's video of the first guy plunging the first knife in, and and like look on his face is like, like I ran this shit. What the fuck, man? Like doing wow. dirty. Damn. Yeah, I gotta find. I would kind of want to see that actually. Yeah. So hold on, hold on. They they documented. Muammar Gaddafi's reaction to having a fucking bayonet shoved in his rectum. Yep. Wow. Damn near killed him. Well, it did in this case. But... <laughs> <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Thank you. And finally, we're approaching Halloween, so how appropriate. Did you know the eyes for Tales of the Crypt's Crypt Keeper <laughs> were taken from leftover Chucky eyes from Child's Play? Damn! I'm gonna tell you. Listen, as a as a person who grew up with HBO, I watched a lot of Wimbledon tennis, Wimbledon tennis, a lot of Dream On, a lot of real sex, and a lot of Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. Did not know that, and now when you said that, my fucking my, I had an onomatopoeia that blew my mind to smithereens. I don't even know what the fuck that means, but. Wow, it's that's crazy. Means. Wait, so, yeah. hold on. What did you say? I, I the the eye... No, you, what was the thing? What was the actual fact, bro? The, Again. the eyes of the Crypt Keeper were leftover eyes from Chucky. Okay. That, make, that, that makes it worse, actually. I hated both Makes of it worse? Characters. I had both of those characters. Like, I didn't... I was very young for both of those characters, like, when they first came out. And my mom got me one of them Chucky dolls, and I was like, get that shit the fuck out of here. Not about it. Don't Dude. don't bring that around this place. And the Crypt Keeper freaked me the fuck out for a little while until I grew up. Dude, the Crypt Keeper, I, I, because I, I'm older than you guys, like, I was at the age where the Crypt Keeper was fucking hilarious. He had yeah. just one-liners that were just, like, I mean, he was scary to look at, don't get me wrong, but, yeah. like, the shit he was saying was just, like, 
you you couldn't be afraid of that guy. You'd want to hang yeah. out with the Crypt Keeper. He was a cool yeah. dude. Because they did, like, he, they did the intro, and then he swung it to the first, because it used to do in bits, remember? It was, like, either two or three kind of 10 to 15-minute shows, and then someone would die, and it would come back to him doing, I don't know, like, <laughs> like, like fucking... Shoving a bayonet in someone's rectum. rectum Damn near killed him. <laughs> <laughs> the next tale comes from. Yeah, and I oh, I loved it. God, and now that you tell me just recycled Chucky's eyes. That's wild. Do you think like, that some, like a producer knew someone? Like, hey, man, yeah. would you just set set of eyes? Or these were just like falling around somewhere in a production stage? No, it was some guy that was a producer. and was like, well, yeah, we used the uh, the Child's Play guys, and the Child's Play guys were like, Dad, we got all these leftover eyes sitting around. Let's just uh, shove them in that guy. That's all yeah. it was. 100%. Shove him in this little, you know, four-foot skeleton. But, Alan, you, you talked about the Chucky doll. Um, <laughs> now, are you aware of the My Buddy doll? Yes. From Okay. Yep. So I, I, I didn't fuck with that either. It was too close to them. <laughs> I saw a gr- one of the best like TikTok videos I've seen in a long time, and this this quote kid who's probably in his thirties was like, "Hey, Dad, you you want to tell a story about how you traumatized me as a kid?" And the dad sitting there drinking a beer too was like, "Ah, oh, you had one of those my buddy dolls, and I made you watch uh, Child's Play with Chucky, and you got so scared you went out in the backyard and you buried him. So I went out there the next day and dug him up." And put him right back in your room, dirt and all. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's how you traumatize a kid. And then when you freaked out and threw him in the trash, I got him out of the trash. And I put him on top of the bunk bed. It was over top of where you slept. And then and just, just it, the tail kept going on. The kid kept trying to get rid of it. And dad kept fucking getting it and putting it right back in his room. And it was fuck. And then the kid looked at his, he said, yeah, that's the guy you married. Just let you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that... <sighs> is your Fun Fact Friday. It's been a hot minute since we've done a, a good, bad movie review. So much so, was, was it Private Resort? Yeah. yeah that was one. From about two, maybe three months ago, we we sometimes lose track of these, th- these things, but we didn't. It came back full circle. And here we are in the midst of autumn, and that has nothing to do with the uh, with Murr's good, bad movie that we're going to review, but Murr, if you want to take it away, I know that you watched it, and I know that you uh, you probably blew some shit up and grabbed a handgun, and then you told young William, "This is a this is one of the greatest movies of the early '90s." Young man, <laughs> now I'm 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 doing what I feel will be kind of a controversial pick for you guys, but it did get 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the reason I watched this film is because Arnold Schwarzenegger has that three part uh, docu series on Netflix, and so I was like. He mentions how Last Action Hero basically almost ended his movie career. And I said, okay, was it really that bad? And so I went back and I watched The Last Action Hero for your good, bad movie review. Now, I can understand why people don't like it because it's such a tongue-in-cheek, cheesy movie. And that's not what Arnold Schwarzenegger was all about. Uh, back when he was the superstar before he became governor of California. But Last Action Hero is essentially about a kid. He gets a magic ticket. He goes to see a sequel to his favorite uh, action movie franchise. The ticket is magical, and it sucks him into the film where he then has to partner up with the Arnold Schwarzenegger character in the movie. And it hits all of the cliches that made the late 80s, early 90s, 
action films. Now, why I believe that The Last Action Hero is a good, bad movie is it's the film that exposed the action series for what they were. They were cookie-cutter cutouts, and all you had to do was plug and place. You need a punchline. You need a catchphrase. You need this big explosion. Uh, the guns never run out of bullets. They exposed all of this stuff. Last Action Hero is the most meta action film of all time, and if it was not for The Last Action Hero, we would not have propelled ourselves into the movie genre that followed, where you couldn't bullshit the audience anymore. It exposed action movies for what they were, which makes Last Action Hero one of the greatest bad movies of all time. I, okay. I understand what you're saying. I do think that there was a little bit of an area of gray because The Rock came out about a year and a half after this, and there was still some carryover of, of what you're talking about. But I, I, I do agree to a certain extent. Now, I didn't watch it in its entirety, but I watched about 30 YouTube clips. <clears throat> so I feel like I piecemealed it together. And first of all, the ticket, it was from Harry Houdini. If you forgot, forgot about that. And the kid is, is it, is it his uncle or just an old guy who owns a movie theater that allows the kid to go in for free? I, I think it's a pedophile, if I'm not mistaken. Whimsically, like, like you're my best friend, young man. Let's, uh, let's go in this dark, this darkly lit room together and watch films. But no Put some extra here. here. Put some extra butter on that popcorn. Get your fingers all wheeled up. Uh, um, I, a couple. One of my favorite scenes from this, and this is kind of how I'm going to go about this, because I can't. I, I remember the plot, and you're absolutely right. It, it was littered with him saying like, "I'll be back," uh, you know, or "Yeah, have a nice day." Um, just the cliche lines over and over again. But they're at the. They're at the. It's not a blockbuster, but it's a movie like a movie rental place. And of course, then he sees this hot girl and she's like, oh my God, you're a movie star. He's like, absolutely. I was in a romantic movie and it starred you. And then, then he started asking for phone numbers and she says, it's like, it's five, five, five. He's like, everyone's phone number starts with five, five, five. And he's like, yeah. How many people live in Los Angeles? About eight and a half million. It's like, there's only 9,999 numbers. How does that work? He's like, that's why we have area codes. It's like, oh. It's just trying to convince him that he's in a movie and he still doesn't realize it. Well, and then it's also got the cliche, like, bad guy who's really, like, well-spoken, but he's got a, you know, he's got the fake eye, you know. It's, like, and then when he comes out of the movie and he's in the real world, Arnold realizes you can't just punch through glass windows of cars. Guns right. run out of bullets. They exposed all those things that they, they, the, the movie industry thought you were too dumb to realize, which for me is what makes Last Action Hero a great movie. Because they, the next movie that Arnold made after his governorship was True Lies, which is one of the greatest action movies of all time. And it yeah. doesn't bullshit the audience. That's fair. I did not know that. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I personally love this movie. I don't even think it's a bad. I mean, it is a terrible movie. Let me stop. But it's good. It's fucking, I love it. I used to love it growing up. I also, you forgot the cliche fucking uh, angry black captain. Yelled, <laughs> yells at fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Where he eventually just starts speaking gibberish. Yeah. Hey, and then water's just flowing down his forehead. Smoke coming out of his ears. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Yeah, that's just going to happen to me. Yeah. Um, or when he when he goes back to his apartment and, and shoots into his uh, 
into his closet and says like a bad guy. He's like, how'd you know? He's like, there's always a bad guy in there's there. There's always one there. And he opens it up just to <laughs> a bunch of the same snakeskin boots and fucking guns. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I did not get to rewatch The Last Action Hero in the last couple of days because they've taken it off and I wasn't paying for it. <laughs> so to watch yeah, that again. Me, me either. But yeah, no, I watched it a couple months ago. But I, I think what, I, what happened when I watched it is I kind of had this epiphany that like this is a really... I don't know if the it's almost like forced not not forced watching learned I don't know what I'm getting at here. It's kind of like if I told you to watch like a Stanley Kubrick movie, you may not enjoy yourself, but you may take away from it something that's more fulfilling. And I think if you watch Last Action Hero for what it is, it is a much more fulfilling movie than just like what meets the eye. If you're just a dumb lunk and you want to be entertained, it might do it for you, but you're not going to like it so much. But if you walk away from it saying, like, holy shit, because of this movie, all the movies I've seen since then are just grades better, then you can thank Last Action Hero yeah. for that. I, it, it, it did, you're right, it did kind of put, like, the, the, the Michael Bay's in check. You know, like, hey, you can't, I got, an explosion isn't going to propel you 40 miles an hour away from the explosion. You're fucking Cadillac of all things. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to shoot a fucking a, a dynamite stick that was thrown at you from a car behind you. That's traveling at the same speed, you know, like, and then, yeah. Well, check this yin and yang out. I thought about this when I was thinking about last action here today is like the original die hard, right? That was just a regular guy in an extraordinary situation, had to fight his way out. So everybody loved that movie because it was real. Then you get to Die Hard 2, where they used every action movie trope that was available to them because now <coughs> John McClane was an action star. Right. Bruce Willis was an action star. So they applied the same physics and all the other bullshit to that movie. Die Hard 2 is the worst movie of the Die Hard trilogy. Or, well, they kept going, unfortunately, but... <laughs> It was the, once a trilogy. I, I will say of the trilogy, the true trilogy, right. one and three are the best, and two sucks because they tried to apply that format to it. And Last Action Hero kills the format. And Last Action Hero gave us uh, the governor of California, yeah. who also, when when he ran into himself in the movie theater of the premiere of the movie that this guy's from, he was like, "You're one of the best. Uh, what do you say? You're one of the best body doubles I've ever seen. This is incredible." <laughs> So good. Then he gets shot at the end, and the kid manages to get him back. And the boss says, "This is a flesh wound." <laughs> oh yeah, because he, he like gets shot in the heart. He gets, he gets, him, he gets him. He gets him back to the, the the movie theater screen to the magic world. It's like it's a flesh wound. Get back to work tomorrow. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Uh, a couple of uh, cameos in this. His daughter is played by it's Bridget something or other. Uh, Sampras, Pete Sampras is, I don't know if it's wife or ex-wife. She was, she was the hot teacher in, uh, Billy Madison. Oh, okay. Remember his daughter. Yeah. She can, she can do, she's not only a world-class gymnast, but also a marksman with a fucking hand cannon, uh, and is able to shoot off, you know, would be invaders of the house. I've always said she's, she's got a little bit of a face, but she's got a lot of bit of a body. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last action hero, folks. Check it out. That's a good listen. I was a bit skeptical because forty percent to me starts like really. It's ah, on the line. It's on the line, but that, yeah, 
I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Thank you. It's still, it's still got the green splotch. Yeah, you're right. It does. It does. It does. And it just kind of oozes just early 90s bullshit, too. Yeah. yeah. But, but I guess Ironically. my point is, is what I what I found fascinating about it is it does it on purpose, though. It's almost like a sabot- It's almost like a movie that sabotages itself. And I just think in retrospect, it's a better film because of what came of it. It's like, we can't it's- make that anymore. So yeah. that is why I chose Last Action Hero. And, by the way, one of the greatest ACDC songs ever recorded got mm. buried because that movie did so poorly. Uh, Big Gun. It has got one of the greatest guitar riffs of all time, thanks to Angus Young and the boys. And you uh, you had said, you asked me, I said, good tune. You asked if I was like joking with you. What I say? Well, because I, well, cause sometimes, because I know, like, look, you guys are more hip-hop guys. I'm more of a rock guy. Mm-hmm. And so, like... I, I don't know, like ACDC songs tend to be very similar to other ACDC songs, so I wasn't sure if you were being sarcastic. No. Like, yeah, good tune. <laughs> I, I feel like before like before I get to my main track out to work when I when I do drive in, it's like like a couple like city streets and then onto onto a highway, the BW Parkway, two ninety five. Uh, and I stopped to get gas, and I saw you message that, and I fucking I put it on right as soon as I got on the highway. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. And then it ultimately reminded me of, and this is sidetracking here, but have you ever seen the Jim Brewer bit when he talks about ACDC doing the hokey pokey? Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. You put your left foot in! <laughs> you take your right foot out! You, you do the hokey pokey! I I saw a great it was literally like a 10 second animated like I'll call it a meme because it was so short but like it was uh, the ACDC guy standing around like all right who's going to be the lead singer I think I can do it (laughs) I can do it me yeah so so check out Big Gun from ACDC by the way I, I got my Fender Stratocaster because I wanted to learn that fucking riff after seeing that movie. And how long did you plug away at it? I never learned it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you, should, you should have starred in the movie. In the movie, you would have learned it right away. Yeah, you would have natural. Instead, you have to be. Uh, you have to be the guy who covers it from fish. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to keep bringing that up forever. Okay, thank you. Uh, Alan, tell all the last action heroes and all the heroes of action and anyone else in between where you can find the middle class holes. Oh, well, you can find the middle class holes for all your listening pleasures. We're going to switch it up this week and start with the fucking audio stuff. And you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And of course, for interacting with us, check us out on social medias. We're at MDL class holes on Instagram and Twitter. And we're the, the middle class holes. Ugh. On Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, fucking Truth Social, fucking <laughs> Truth Social, Hezbollah dot org, Rumble, fucking oh, Hezbollah, is <laughs> uh, free Israel Palestine dot web, <laughs> fucking send, send us stuff. Right, Two girls, one podcast <laughs> for both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, only a handful of listener comments from this week. Uh, I'm going to con- consolidate a few of this, a uh, few of these. Beating Bigfoot crisis comes from Space Engineering Empire 4086. Uh, it says, "Fun fact: A country." And I later on 
figured out he didn't mean country, he meant state, uh, actually made it illegal to hunt Bigfoot. Uh, they're stating that if if it exists, he's in danger. He's endangered, and he keeps referring to it he. Uh, it could be they. Uh, if he doesn't, then you're endangering people. Anyway, point is, if 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 uh, Bigfoot exists, it's in danger because it's one of one, and therefore it's illegal. And we talked about this, and it wasn't a country; it was a state. It's Washington. Okay, so it, can you just dumb that down, dumber than what was just said? Can you by okay, so- space engineering? Basically, what I just said is that if if Bigfoot exists, then it's one of what we know as as one. Therefore, it's an endangered species. So therefore, you can't hunt it. Well, you can hunt it. You just can't kill it. And if I'm quoting the great Wesley Fox, it's like, you know, you wrangle that motherfucker and you whip the shit out of him. That ain't killing him. He's still around. You can extract yeah. some DNA from him. Right. You know. I mean, you get... I, I disagree with your your mode of operations, but, you know. Which one, what are the two tiger wranglers? One of them's dead. There was Simon and... Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Simon and Carfunkel. Siegfried Runkle or something like that. Simon, uh, Simon and Randy. The famous <laughs> Tiger Wranglers. <laughs> Get one of them. Dude. He's got a good The very rip, famous you know? German Tiger Wranglers. Yeah, no, he doesn't <laughs> Simon have and Randy. Only one of them has two good arms, and the other one lost so much blood his left dead. One of them's dead, man. Oh, is he dead now? Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure. I don't know. Well, Either then like I tiger guess all, tiger rabies or something. I was gonna say this: his left side doesn't work, but apparently neither side works. <laughs> the one that got attacked fucking definitely died already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like I, he was pretty much withered after that. I mean, that guy could. Oh he yeah, couldn't even wave to the he crowd. He never performed again. I don't think because it like bit his aorta. Yeah, he almost like, bled to death. Yeah, uh, yeah. He mm-hmm. lost brain tissue from lack of like nourishment yeah, for several minutes. Yeah. What do they say? There's that old saying, play with the tigers. You might you might get your aorta bit. <laughs> might get your aorta bit, yeah. And lose brain tissue. Do you die? Yeah. <laughs> they made spe- a movie. It's a very specific saying. I don't know if you've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They they don't prescribe tigers for a reason. <laughs> it's, an old, it's, it's an old Austrian proverb of their motherland. <laughs> And for our next trick, whew, Roy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Poof. Uh, next coming from Vanilla Poo. Uh, this has to do with <laughs> what we were trying to figure out. <laughs> trying to figure out whether or not shitting on the airplane versus the person who uh, mistook their hand lotion for pepper spray on the airplane was worse. Blickety Blow writes, had someone throw up the first time I took the SAT. Uh, they left us for three sections to sit there. Uh, had to be up there with the pudding plane. So SAT, some kid gets so nervous. He's like, oh, haven't studied. And three sections later, which I, sections an hour, right? I don't know. I never took them. I think. Do you no. know the result? Was How many sections? Was there only three? Okay, so hold on. What, what's he chooses? Is he choosing? He didn't choose. Or... All he's saying is that, like, hey, I was left in a very uncomfortable situation oh. where a kid barfed, and they let us fucking continue to take the SATs while this kid's just, you know, his barf is chilling on the side of the desk. What a fucking racket, man! Like just SATs, the, the oh, whole yeah. thing, the whole yeah. thing. Alan, fucking, I think Alan, a few months ago, Alan articulated the SAT racket to a T. I think. Tuition fees are elevating, like the racket the college is to a T, like just 
globally at this point. Fucking all of it. All of it. Structured education is just fucking bullshit anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. I think... I mean, you don't even got to look that far back. America, largely built by a couple corporations, and a lot of those corporations did a lot to be like, you know what? We should uh, should keep the population pretty dumb so they can work for us. That'd be cool. You know what we should do? We should do school. It's like 8 to 5. You know what we should do? Work 8 to 5. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, it's, it's, well... I think in it, it, its infancy, there was a lot to be said about it. I mean, I remember, I remember when we were doing a morning show once, and uh, we were talking about we were talking about the moon landing. And it's like I heard that there was a time where a bunch of people sat in a room with a with a big old chunk of slate and some chalk and figured out how to put people on that fucking crater filled fucking landmass up there. That's yeah. wild, man. And now it's like you got well. We need an interactive whiteboard, or the kids aren't going to learn. Like, <laughs> fuck off. <sighs> Putting the money La- in the wrong place. Lastly, uh, we got a, a few comments coming from. Uh, actually, it was the entire uh, Bigfoot's back back again, which was last week's uh, episode. Uh, Pac Main. P-A-C-M-A-N, Maine, M-A-I-N, writes, giant ape, question mark, wow, no filter on this guy. Uh, I think we know where this is going. Uh, AC Aces writes, a longtime listener, first time commenter. I'm not sure how much more I'll be listening. I'm not sure how much more I'll be listening after Murr's Brando impersonation. After that comment, he definitely is a lot more whole than class. I apologize. A lot more whole than class. I, I, I was. I look. I was in. Look. I was speaking. I was channeling Marlon Brando. I mean, it's October. I, the spirit like behooved me. I mean, you got to remember that Marlon Marlon Brando said some bad things. <laughs> mm. Arrow <laughs> underscore <laughs> arrow under, arrow underscore Smythe one two two writes. I wouldn't put myself in the quote woke as fuck crowd. Uh, but I certainly can point out when someone's crossed the line. The Richard Pryor comment went way too far. I'm far too lazy to be a part of counter a part of counterculture. But my guess is someone from the quote woke as fuck crowd will see this and take action. You guys signed your death warrant. Good luck getting famous. Well, we haven't yeah. made it yet, so yeah. But damn uh, it, Murr! I know. <laughs> God damn it! I do feel guilty. I didn't mean it. I didn't. I, I didn't. You know, and that, by the fucking way, should I even make a serious comment? This, this is probably the wrong we'll, tactic. We'll, we'll, we got two more. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, Great Courage 1612 writes, leave it up to the white guy in 2023 to make racist yeah, jokes fair. like what was heard at the timestamps at 5705. Uh, I tell you what you... Uh, I'd tell you that you ought to be ashamed of yourself, but that would be pointless. White privilege at its best. I'll be sure to flag this video ASAP. Damn. Did we get flagged? Uh, I didn't see it. I don't know. And then finally, uh, M underscore Garks 1982 writes, Hey, Chief, how about you go out in your brown shorts, boots, and high socks and focus on being that white? You achieve it well without the racist comments. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Did you make us famous by accident? Mm. I mean, I thought, you were, it, I thought it was going to be me first, actually, because I, I say outlandish shit. 
well, that's the, the okay. And I, you know, look, I, 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 I apologized. I know it came like a minute or two later, but I had kind of realized I said something accident. I swear to God, this is what this is the problem with today. Is that there is no? What are you looking? Don't raise your eyebrows at me, Wes. What? I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> I just yeah. I the just, problem I'm... with today is that you can't accidentally, you can't accidentally do anything. Like, and I, I like, uh, it, I will be contrite and serious for a second. I was just, I was talking about a great ape in Bigfoot, and then I happened to be oh, talking yeah. about a man who happened to be black. While impersonating Marlon Brando, which is making this the most ridiculous apology of all time. <laughs> you seem sincere. I'll just tell you that. I mean, I, no, I feel fucking rotten. I felt rotten when it came out of my mouth, but I but it was like it was two seconds too late when the rotten feeling started to take over my body, and I was like, "Fuck, man, I really need to say I'm sorry," even though I didn't mean anything. It just was, but now it is. And thanks to Wes not editing it out of the fucking show, <laughs> I now have to sit here and feel like this tragic, unfortunate, uh, emotional response. All right. Well, listen, breathe a sigh of relief because I made all those up. Don't worry You're about it. Smoking <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> And I was fine with the first one, like fuck that guy, and then the second one, and the third, and then the fourth fucking really buried the nail like deep into the heart of my soul. Yeah. You're good, man. Breathe a sigh of relief. Whew. Whew. It was the elaborate one that was like, I ain't woke, but goddamn dog. You actually, up. I think that actually, was the one that was no, like, it oh, was yeah. it was the third one that got me, and then the fourth one was just like like reinforced it, and it, it hurt. Well, see. M underscore Garks 1982 said, I ought to throw in woke as fuck. So uh, thank you for the. Uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> thank you for that. Okay. All right, folks. Well, ahead, well done, fucko. All right. There's, there's, listen, I'll, I will brief you on all things uh, listener comments from here on out. No, uh, that was great. Th- thank you for making me feel like a fucking piece of pigeon shit. I, that's, I, well done. All right. We are going to leave you folks uh, with this week's in cl- this week in class holes history. This comes from uh, just about three years ago, 2020. Murr posed the question, uh, do I own my child? Is this a piece of property that I owed? The middle class holes discussed it. Listen to us. Listen to it. Let us know what you think. Murr? Murr. 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 Murr's too pissed to say anything. Not too racist. <laughs> that part's not too racist. She's sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enjoy. Uh, but I was talking to my kid today, and I we were going back and forth. And I was like, "You keep it up, I'm gonna take you down to Chinatown." Now keep in mind, he's six, so he said, "No, you can't take me down to Chinatown." I said, "Oh yeah, why is that?" He said, "Because if you take me to Chinatown, I'll get lost, and I won't know how to find my way home, and I'll have to get a new owner." <laughs> so. <laughs> So my question to you guys is: We made USAA insurance Whoa. for veterans like Martin. Like, did we get sponsored by USAA? I wish. Can USAA protect my child from ownership? Do I own my child? That's the question I have for you guys. Do parents own their children? I tried to explain to him, like, well, actually, people don't own other people anymore, buddy. And then I was like, wait a second. 
maybe I do own you. Let me get back to you. <laughs> That's actually exactly what I said to him. And then I wanted to bring this to you guys. Do parents own their children? I mean, no, I guess as a general answer. But in my personal opinion, yes, up to like a certain age. Like how would you kid? like five, right? He just turned six. Yeah. So you own that. You own him. Okay. But Wes? So, yeah. I, is it, do I own my child? Like I own my home or my car or this, this shirt that I bought? No. Now, it's not for resale. But, no. but is the child a dependent of yours and you uh, get tax breaks and mm. uh, you know, do you fill that type of information out? Yes. This is the question I would pose to your child. Okay. Okay. You could say, all right. Yes, I do not own you, which in case you have free reign to go anywhere else you want to go, they'll stay put. And I know because that happened to me once. Okay. Well, that's just you're, well, you're just using pure fear but Alan because Fo- that's not true. Alan Fox wasn't nearly as uh, diplomatic as I just was. So, Oh, sure. But see, then if I allow him to go somewhere else, I'm going to be the one that gets in trouble. That's the thing. He pays for nothing. I give him everything. I'm forced by law to shelter him keep him safe, keep him fed, keep him in school. He offers nothing to the family dynamic besides existing. And when it comes to my home, uh, the, the, the home doesn't pay me back for anything. I give everything I have to the home. The home does provide me shelter, though. It does give me something. Of course, my child gives me love and purpose and all of these fun little things. But as far as the ownership portion goes, I feel like all of my personal possessions actually provide more of a service to me directly than my own child right now. Now, maybe in the future, there will be a benefits package attached to his success, but currently there's not of that. Nothing, nada, zero, zilch. So I still pose the question, do I own that human being? I know we don't like to say the word own because it implies a, you know, a little sensitive subject that America's been a part of for 250 some years, but, but you get my point. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. It's a dilemma. And it seems to be something that's really uh, eking away at your insides based upon this conversation that you had that you started, by the way. Okay, you first. And there's a lot of different fronts on this. I don't know where the hell you get off telling your kid if you had just watched some fucking Kurt Russell movie, tell him you're going to take him down to Chinatown. I don't know. Just stop saying that shit in general. I mean, it's like, come on. You know, he doesn't even know what the hell that means. He doesn't know that Chinatown could mean nothing to him. But. It's like, do you you live in Cecil County still? There is, isn't there even there isn't even a Chinatown. Like, how would he understand that? Yeah, that he concept. Might, does he think there's a Panda Express in some strip mall in Northeast or something like that? <laughs> Perhaps. But second of all, I, I but I don't disagree. Do you own him? I I, I think for all for all intensive purposes. I know, Alan. I said it sarcastically. I know, but it still makes me shake my head. <laughs> it's a, a would-be boss wrote that in the email one time. I was like, "Woof, man, boss." For all intents and purposes, uh, yeah, I think you, you own you own uh, you own your child, you and your wife. Okay. And if I was to try to find a new owner for my child, it feels like Chinatown would probably be the place <laughs> to take him. I mean, it's just uh, I feel like it's a lot like you know you own you own him like a pet for right now. Like you can't sell him per se. I mean, you could sell pets, but it's a dicey game. You can put him up for adoption. That's probably your best play. That's that's your best play. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you could you can have him do stuff for you. There's you okay, technically you could withhold stuff for said actions if you really wanted to be a dick. Uh, so yeah, I mean, 
ownership sans that ownership term sounds good to me <laughs> you just don't yeah yeah you just don't got to tell people that you know i think i think i have even more weight in the fact that i can't just give him away like that implies even more ownership like i have to i have to create a whole string of paperwork yeah. just to get rid of him if i want to yeah. i gotta go down to an agency i've got to fill out like reasonings why i no longer want to have contact with this human it just seems like so much effort, and you don't put that much effort through things that you just whimsically have in a symbiotic relationship with. Yeah. Not only that, that, like social stigma, like you, mm. like people know you have this child, and you're just gonna be like, oh yeah, I gave him up, got rid of him, yeah, couldn't fucking deal with it anymore. Get, people you, are gonna be like, what the fuck? There's dude? a lot, there's a lot of backstory <laughs> that's involved with uh, making that plausible to family, friends, yeah. and loved ones. In crisis, Maria, I mean, is she gonna go along with this? Yeah, how's yeah, how's wifey gonna yeah, handle it? Yeah, that's not going to work out right now. No, I, I, I mean, okay, it, you know, just I, I think it goes without saying, or maybe actually, maybe it doesn't. I, I don't want to sell my child. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just saying I do want to create. I think boundaries, you know, having nice hard lines around things is a good thing to to start with. So, do I own my child? I'd like to know that fact up front. Mm-hmm. I do want to get a legal expert on to explain that. I know we have other legal questions we need answered. I just want to make sure that I lump that in. And for all the rest of the folks out there listening that maybe have young children, I just, I don't know, I want to make them aware that they are in charge. And I feel like if you know you own something, you're in charge of that thing. And it kind of gives you more power at the the end of the day. And, And everybody wants power over another human. That's just human nature. 